Welcome to Fresh Set of Downs, PAFootballNews.com's weekly look at high school football from around the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. From Philly, across to the Berg, Mansfield down to York, and all areas in between. Whether you're a Bulldog, a Mustang, a Crusader, or a Millionaire, hosts Bruce Badgley and Daryl Daniel got you covered. There's just one question. Are you ready? Hey, and we're back. Bruce Badgley, Daryl Daniel, Coach Joe Mays. It's fresh set of downs. Uh, brand new week once again here. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that we're on the downside of the regular season. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. <laughs> five weeks in the books. It's like we just like did our preseason stuff. Right. right. I was talking to some of the young guys, uh, some of the seniors, and they're like, wait, this, this is game six. <laughs> We're in game six already, you know, so it, I mean, it's going by fast. So, uh, I, I mean, before you know it, uh, we're, we'll be we'll be talking about playoff football. So, well, I mean, it's not a bad thing to talk about yeah, playoff football, but it's sure awful nice to enjoy the regular season. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, we've had a lot of great games to enjoy so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of great shows here. I mean, we've had a lot of great uh, games on uh, Friday night uh, live. And that, but um, Joe, how was your week? I mean, um, obviously, uh, you're in the same boat. I mean, this season is just flying by, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Like Daryl said, week six, that's crazy. But when you think about it, basically, the football season started in August, at least for the players and the coaches. They've been going since, I think, August 6th is when that heat acclimatization started. So, I mean, really, (laughs) they're getting ready to start their third month. And, you know, week six, it's tough to be thinking that and only the end of September. But here we are. And like you guys said, soon enough, we'll be talking about the playoffs. Second season is coming. You know, a month from now, I think uh, we get ready to play uh, that last uh, regular season game. That is just crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and involving that, Daryl, I mean, obviously you're involved with these guys training, right. you know, in the off season or what have you. But what's some of the advice that you can give to some of these players, coaches, families, you know, for these players? I mean, obviously around this time of year, you know, they're starting to get the dings. They're starting to get wore down a little bit. What are some of the suggestions that you've got for these guys that, you know, you tell the guys that, that you train? Well, injury prevention is, is huge. Uh, a lot of times guys get through the season and, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to toughen up, you little dings and stuff, which is true, you know. But you still have to take care of your body. There's different ways you can do that. Uh, rest and recovery is very important. Some of the ways you can do that, uh, a partner with a company, uh, Restore, right. um, where they have the Normatec pads. Uh, you do the cryotherapy where you're sitting there for three minutes. Uh, I guess about 212 degrees below zero. Uh, it's a very good recovery. It, it cools the core from the inside out. Uh, they have all these different things. You have IVs you can do to help, to help replenish the fluids in your body that you lose during a game. Um, but you have to do cold tubs. You have to ice. You have to treat. There's tens machines, different things you got to do. And stretching. A lot of these guys, um, a lot, I watch a lot of different teams during the game. Some of them don't warm up properly, in my opinion. Um, or they don't do enough to warm up. You got to warm up properly. You got to stretch. You got to take care of your body. So when you go, it's almost like a boxer. When you see you got boxers coming to the ring, they're pouring out sweat because they're loose and they're warmed up. If you're about to play a game, guys, and, and you're not sweating before a game, that's not a good thing. Um, you know, I know some guys, and if I saw something the other day, uh, Randy Marshall, like uh, uh, deers or something, you would say, don't stretch. Jaguars don't stretch. Well, I mean, some people are freaking natures where they can do that, but us normal human beings, we need to warm up properly and stretch. Um, and then, as far as lifting, um, a lot of people sometimes they go that hard in the off season, and then when they get to the regular season, they don't lift anymore. You still got to maintain your strength. Uh, obviously, you're not going to lift as heavy, so you'll do uh, less sets, higher reps with lighter weights. So you still got to be able to do something during the season to take care of your body to maintain that strength. Obviously, you're not going to be doing. Uh, three sets of four, max it out anymore. But right. you still need to do some type of things to, to maintain or, or stay close to at least 75%, 80% of what you did in the offseason. So those things are very important. So, guys, you got to take care of your bodies. you got to work out um, properly. How about uh, diet? How about diet? I mean, what should, what should these guys be doing? I mean, as far as breakdown of, like, you know, protein, carbs, fats, water intake. I mean, right. staying hydrated. Right. There's, there is such a thing as, I'm sure everyone knows this, overhydrating. You've got to drink enough water, but you can't drink too much water. You've got to stay away from the soda, stay away from the sugars, because all those things do is break down the muscle. So, um, the vegetables, uh, the protein, 
things of that nature. But the sugars, the ice cream, also, you just got to stay away from that stuff because you're, you're putting your body through such a rigorous season and such a taxing sport that you have to maintain. You got to eat the bananas. You got to do things like that. Right. You know, the fruits and the vegetables, uh, the waters, you know, some of the sugary, like, you know, Gatorade is okay, but there's certain things uh, you, that you can't have too much sugar in your body. But then there is such thing as good sugar. So you got to be able to have that fine balance, but you can't overdo it. Um, a lot of these guys are young, their metabolism is high, so they can recover from that. But uh, to be an elite athlete, you got to make sure you're eating right, eating healthy, um, getting the right type of carbohydrates in your system uh, for that energy. Uh, good advice there from a guy who really knows it. I mean, you played pro ball. You played, uh, obviously, uh, Division One college ball. Um, you do this for a living. I right. mean, train athletes for a living. So uh, good advice there from Daryl Daniel. Obviously, follow Daryl on Twitter. He, he gives a lot of great advice out on Twitter all the time. Um we uh, starting on the games that uh, you know we worked on uh, last week, or actually Friday Night Live. We had a very entertaining game between uh, Pottsville and Glen Mills. Uh, Pottsville jumped out early. Uh, it was it was a very interesting uh, start to the game. Glen Mills actually had about a two and a half hour drive up there. I think it was the first game that I ever saw that there were no fans or cheerleaders from a team. Oh wow, that's so, crazy! Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it was that long of a trip for Glen Mills. Okay. Uh, but they put up a pretty good fight. Uh, Pottsville, though, has some really uh, talented guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they jumped out to a, a quick lead there. Um, Glenn Mills came back in the third quarter. Ultimately, uh, Pottsville prevailed. But, uh, boy, they're going to do well in uh, District 11 up there. They're going to do well uh in that Schuylkill league i mean that is a a landmine of a league up there not only do you have pottsville you got an undefeated jim thorpe north Schuylkill, uh lee Heighton. yeah i mean yeah. that is just a, a landmine and not forgetting blue mountain who is traditionally a, a powerhouse up there mm -hmm. so uh but i give uh pottsville a really uh good opportunity to move forward not only uh to go for a conference title but uh, to get to the District 11 playoffs, and I know that it's a little bit, uh, I know they're in 4A and they don't take that many teams, but I like right. their chances. What do you think, Darrell? Right. Well, we talked a bit about it a little bit last week, about uh, them getting out. You know, Glen Mills, of course, has the athletes, but if Pottsville gets out in front of them, um, you know, what would do to the game? And so, you know, you put a team like Glen Mills who maybe likes to run the ball a little bit more in positions to now they have to throw to come back and uh, and they play right in the Pottsville's hands and they, they played a great game. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, Glenn Mills uh, were a little hamstrung there too. They had uh, one of their or their starting quarterback actually was ill and actually wasn't able to play. But uh, have we got Mr. Splain on the line yet? He is calling in, so I'll let you know as soon as he's here. Okay. Um, well, we'll get started on a review of uh, you know some of the games. I think uh, uh, one of the big games was actually. Uh, a clash of undefeated State College and Chambersburg. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, State College, uh, they really showed, uh, you know, their medal. Uh, they really prevailed in that. Chambersburg, you have to give them a lot of credit for the fact that they're playing a meaningful game this late in the season. Right. Uh, kudos to them. Obviously, they've got a, uh, you know, a landmine-filled uh, conference schedule as well. State right. College and all the other, you right. know, big guys over there in the mid-pen. What do you think about that game, Darrell? Yeah, State College is about to start to get in the meat of their schedule, too. So, um, but, I mean, we, we knew going into the, the – the running back up there at State College was going to have a game. Um, and we had a good feeling because a lot of people have picked State College to, to win the conference. So they they uh, they didn't disappoint. They looked well. They played well on defense. Uh, they were in control of the game. Uh, the, the score, you know, 20, but I think the game wasn't even really that close. Yeah, yeah. correct, correct. Um, <laughs> the, the one score that just stood out for me last week uh, was uh, Mifflin County. Uh, beating Shippensburg. And Mifflin County, yeah, a program surprised. really trying to get, you know, it, it, they've got a new coach this year. They're trying to get some traction with that program. An undefeated Shippensburg team comes in, and they beat him 26-21. to 21. Right. I mean, what kind of a, 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 victor, or a victory does that mean to a team like that, Derek? Right. Like you said, an up-and-coming program, you know, you're, you're just trying to, like you said, you're just trying to find your way. So... A team, Shippenberg, who's been to the playoffs, I mean, pretty much every year. Uh, very consistent team. So, um, you know, 
when you're trying to get your program turned around, you know, uh, Mason County, I think a couple weeks lost to Northeastern a couple weeks ago. So, you know, to make to get a big win like this against uh, a team like Shippensburg is a lot for your program. So it's, it's something you can build on, you know, definitely something you can build on. So, um, And it's one of those games where, you know, you wonder if Shippensburg would maybe looking past this team, overlook this team. So we, right. we talk a Long lot about drive. I mean, from Chambersburg yeah. all the way up there. I mean, that's yeah, from one that's end of the conference to the other. And thankfully, we got uh, Billy Splain with us uh, finally. Billy, how you doing? Great, great, great. Just going through some of the games there, Billy. Um, one of the ones uh, uh, actually in the West there um, that was a, a key game for you was Aliquippa at Beaver Falls. Uh, Aliquippa kind of took it to him there. Well, we talked about that last week, and I, I kind of figured that's the way it was going to go. Well, um, you know, they're just they're, they're just that good. Aliquippa is just they look so good. It's, they're one of the better looking teams I've ever seen. I mean, they're just balanced all the way around. Their offensive and defensive line is playing angry. If you guys remember, last year they lost in the WPIAL championship two to nothing. Yeah, that and was crazy. Their theme this year has been two to nothing. Their coach has reminded them every single day of that score, and that defense has just played lights out. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then we talked uh... – you know, last week, and we'll I think we'll we'll see in our rankings there. Delone Catholic, uh, they were one of the um, higher scoring teams in the state. They came out on top over over Littlestown. Uh, uh, Billy, what, what what was your take on that game? Delone Catholic again. They, they, you know, they just keep rolling. They, now they did have one setback, but um, I wouldn't have called it a key game. Littlestown wasn't much of a challenge for them, but uh, you know they just keep rolling. They're, they're they're looking good. Their quarterback is really good quarterback, and uh, they've got a pretty solid line. I mean, they're not big, but they're good. Yeah, turn into uh, you know there was a key game in uh, not only with a, a ranked six A team, but also um, in Lancaster, Lebanon. We talked a little bit about Mannheim Township and Cocalico. I'm gonna ask Joe this question because he's Mr. LL. Um, there was, an, and Daryl can probably, uh, you know, uh, verify this too. There hasn't been one coach that I've talked to in the LL League, at least in Section 1, that's been a fan of this, you know, flip between right. Section 2 being uh, being a, uh, you know, one of their um, uh, non-conference games. Right. I mean, uh, uh, what was your take on that one, Joe? Manheim yeah. Township at Cocalico. Well, you're exactly right when you say you'd be hard-pressed to find a coach from either section that wanted this crossover to happen. And, you know, you're seeing the best of the best play each other, but the coaches know that it takes a toll on the kids. And we saw that a lot uh, on, on Wilson's end. We saw it a few years ago when Wilson and Manheim Central were voluntarily playing each other. Uh, but Manheim Township and Cocalico, a you know, hard-fought game, but Manheim Township has showed that they are definitely a team to reckon with this year. Uh, they dispatched Cocalico, who's supposed to be uh, in competition with Manheim Central in that Section 2 race. And despite you know allowing the Eagles to get back in the game late, Township controlled most of that game and looked good doing so. They've got a high-flying offense. Uh, Harrison Kirk is playing very well, just a shade under 1,000 yards passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a three-back rotation in the yeah. backfield. And they've got That's what the, Daryl's been saying all year about yeah. those guys. The MD yeah. brothers and company on defense. Uh, lots of underclassmen. I think almost the entire defense defense comes back next year and they have to be the favorite in section one and just so happens uh, Wilson goes to play them this week right. yeah it's uh, pretty <laughs> it's interesting yeah. but uh, you know those kind of games Daryl I mean uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Joe talked about you know taking a toll on you I mean a lot of these coaches I mean there's there's only so much emotion and probably so much physicality in the team for a 10-game season. Throwing this kind of game in there, you know, right smack dab before you start a conference schedule, what, you know, uh, how does that affect the team? Uh, it, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Uh, some of these kids, um, the good thing about it, they're young, they don't know the difference. So, I mean, every week, I mean, like with a schedule like that, going into township knows with the schedule they play every year, every week we got to be ready to play. So, um, I'm sure Coach Evans is telling those guys, like, we're not a secret anymore. People know we're here. So guys are going to be ready to play them every week. Uh, they got Wilson this week. Uh, that's going to be a great game. Um, they, they beat Wilson last year, obviously, and then uh, the game's at home this year against Wilson. So Again. Again. Yeah, yeah, again. Third, third yeah. time in 11 months. Right. Wow. So um, they, they know what they have. Um, 
they're going to be ready to go. It's going to be a very interesting game uh, to see if Wilson's going to be able to slow down um, that three-back attack. And like talk about Harry Kirk and and just I mean they're just a solid team and that doesn't make too many mistakes. Out west there, Billy Penn Hills kind of had their way with Kiski area. Yeah, that's another one we talked about last week and, and uh, Hollis Mathis and, and and Daquan Hardy and they they are loaded. Um, they're starting to make believers out of me. Year after year, they have some good talent there and they just you know they don't seem to be able to put it all together, but. Uh, I think this is the year they put it all together. I'm really looking forward to down the stretch. Uh, I don't see anything that's going to stop them from going undefeated. And likewise with Gateway, I think we're wow. looking at a huge battle coming up uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, that that is going to be one uh, heck of a, of a game. Uh, another say what game for me was... When I woke up on Sunday and saw that Nazareth had beat Bethlehem Catholic, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I saw, I was like, that, am I missing something? I don't, right. I mean, is that right? I, I literally, yeah. I had to check. You know, they always say you got to check two sources. Right, well, right. I checked three sources to make sure it was right. That just was just the shocker for me. Obviously, we talked about Mifflin County's win, but I think Nazareth's win. Over Bethlehem Catholic. I right. Think. A highly ranked team. And again, we tell these guys every single week, you got to, you know, especially dealing with high school football players and kids, you got to be ready to play every single week because at any point in time, anything can happen. Obviously, we, there's some games where, you know, it, there's no chance. But when the level of talent is not that far off, you got to be ready to play. And that, uh, Nazareth, that's, that's a great example. So I think what that does, that's a. Um, you know, is that a eye opener for uh, Bethlehem Catholic, or is that telling us well, Beth, they're 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 vulnerable? Um, there's something there um, that may affect them down the road, or it's just a hiccup. You know, we'll, but we'll find out here soon. Yeah, what did Denny Green say? I mean, you know, they are we, the, what they, they are. are. We thought we were, they were. <laughs> so. uh, in that case, they aren't who we thought yeah, they were in exactly. that particular <laughs> loss. Um, <laughs> Billy, I mean, uh, your take on the Malvern Prep victory over Burks Catholic. Well, Burks Catholic, God bless them. They've been going through a, a gauntlet to start the season, and uh, they got through it. Now, I know, I remember last week, Daryl said something about, I think you made the call, Daryl, that uh, they were missing a few athletes over at uh, Malvern, so yeah. you went with Burks on that one. And, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was surprised at watching the game. They. Um, they just couldn't stop. They, 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 they didn't do a great job tackling in the secondary. Unfortunately, that was something, something that they work on often. But uh, they uh, two or three blown assignments, uh, which uh, resulted in the big plays. And I think there was two or three tackles that resulted in big plays. So that, that's something that Burst County does a great job of usually. Uh, but they didn't tackle well that game. They know um, there's a lot of things they got to fix to be better. But, um, yeah, I mean, with Quincy Watson – out the game and uh number 10 he was able to um Lonnie was able to play so uh he had a couple big plays but I mean they, a lot of blown covers but the quarterback he was on fire uh he was so accurate he, he, he didn't make too many mistakes so um that that's what kind of took over the game yeah Lonnie Smith he Lonnie's a good player uh I watched film with him several times this year and I'm really impressed with the guy I mean he plays really good and, yeah you know um Malvern Prep's got a couple of guys down there that can play some ball right yeah, they absolutely do. And, uh, you hey, know, let's give a shout out to our uh, producer, Joe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe Mays, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, the graphics are phenomenal. We've got the film clips this week. Uh, I can't say enough about uh, our production guy there, Joe Mays. Great yeah. job, Joe. I said better every week. That's the goal, right? Right, right I guess. Week. Right. And uh, last game we're going to cover here quickly is just a Middletown and Steel High. Boy, that's a, kind of a backyard brawl over there in the uh, – Mid pen, uh, Middletown coming out on top, uh, forty-eight to forty. Uh, that was one heck of a game there, Daryl. Yeah, well, we like again. We talked about it. Uh, it we said it was going to be the high-scoring game, or Middletown was going to get stops on defense. But a, a big-time back-and-forth game. Um, but I had a feeling that Middletown was going to be able to pull that out. But um, again, we talked about it also last week. A lot of these teams are playing these big-time games early. Right. So they get into their conference play. Uh, some conferences are tougher than others. Uh, it prepares them for the conference play, but bigger the bigger thing is it prepares them for the district play. So a lot of these teams are tested. Uh, and then, like you know, like we, we said about Nazareth and uh, Bethlehem Catholic, 
some teams are getting exploited also. And we get to see who they really are. So it'll be interested. Um, again, this is a great game. Uh, but we know um, still high, what are they, 2A now? And then um, yep. uh, Middletown is a 3A. So um, it helps both of those teams. Uh, in a way, Middletown, I get to see some more athleticism uh, after playing uh, Bishop McDevitt. So it'll be interesting moving forward to see uh, what happens. Yeah, it really is going to be interesting. Um, all right, I guess we're ready to move into the to the rankings quickly here before we get to our guest, Billy. Unless he had something else to add. Let's give Mifflin County a big shout out. They, they, yeah, they, they're not very big on the win column in the last two years, and uh, they knocked off uh, Shippensburg. Yeah, no, I tell you what, it was great. The last two years, I've seen that team over at the Midpen Media Day. Uh, got to meet the coaches. Um, you know, you root, you really root Definitely, for a program yeah. like that. You know, they're um, they have some things that are a bit stacked against them as a program because they cover such a wide area out there. They're the yeah. only, I guess, school in the county. Obviously, um, sometimes it's difficult to a get the numbers and b get the you know the 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 the, the group in there because yeah, they have such a distance yeah. you know for the kids and the families to get back and forth to practice and what have you. Right. So uh, for them to really uh, you know, kind of a signature win for the year. You know, hopefully they can build on that. that I think that's what you always wish for. Definitely. Your programs like that, you wish for, you know, like you said, far away kids driving and 20, 30 minutes just to get to school, things of that nature. So, uh, like Billy said, hats off to them. Yeah, dedication uh, with a capital D there. Yeah, definitely. So. All right, Billy, we got time to do some uh, rankings before we talk to our guest. I thought we were going to go into some memorable moments and handle the. Oh, memorable guy. moments! Yeah, okay. Why don't we? Uh, I'm sorry. That that's my mistake there. Uh, I think there was a uh, an item that uh, you know Daryl has a, an, a, a, a little bit inside information, but it was Kay Berbula, uh becoming the all-time uh, passing leader there over there in York County. What yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's a good kid. I got yeah. to meet him this summer. He's a tremendous guy. Right. He was really, really excited about that. And and we're only at the halfway point of the season. So, you know, I told him, go ahead and destroy that record and, and just keep on putting it, put it out of reach. So um, he's excited. Um, obviously, he's committed to Delaware. So um, it's a great opportunity. They have a good team. You know, they got the, they had the one loss, uh, uh, kind of an upset, the Red Lion. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, he look, he's looking good. Um, they, they got back on track. I think would win this past week. Um, so I mean, he's he's doing well. Billy, what were some of the other um, milestones that you saw come across the wires this week? Well, we all know how tough uh, it was for Central Dolphin uh, last week, and uh, they they pulled out their win and got their number four hundred for their program. So hats off to Central Dolphin uh, <laughs> on win number four hundred. And finally, Southern Columbia. What a program they have. 500 wins now. Uh, this was their 500th win this week. And uh, they, their streak is at 66. So if they can keep it rolling one more year, the uh, state record is in, in danger. And this weekend, they played game number 700 for their program. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And that's a 2A school, too. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just not a. A juggernaut, uh, you know, six eight program there. That is absolutely tremendous. Uh, the championship weekend. Right. Any any other highlights you want to talk about, uh, yeah, Bill? Henry up at Union City. Gavin Henry in District Nine. He became the all-time rusher for Union City. He has thirty one hundred and forty nine yards. Uh, he passed Matthew Webb, who had thirty one thirty one for the Bears, and. Uh, that's a, that's a big accomplishment. They had a big ceremony for him yesterday at the school. Uh, they made a big banner to hang at the stadium. So that's a pretty special moment for him. Pretty special moment for really any player to uh, have an all-time, any kind of record. doesn't matter, you know, what it is. So uh, yeah. that's... Yeah, Union City is one of the... It's a, it's a very small school up in District 10. So for, for them to have something like that happen and... and they don't have a great record over the over the history of the program, so uh, this is a very big deal for them at Union City. Very big deal. Yeah, and the good thing, and just a shout out to uh, all of the schools out there. Um, make sure you keep us informed here at P Football News of any of those types of records that uh, any of your players are. Uh, 
you know, about to break or about to set, um, anything to do with any highlights. I know, Billy, you've got uh, all your uh, accolades that you send out your awards, uh, you know, on every uh, week, Keystone Club, on any number of different categories there. So um, keep us informed. Tag us on Twitter. Uh, love to hear from you at pafootballnews.com on anything to do with milestones and records. Um, Still have a couple minutes uh, yet before we uh, uh, get with our uh, guest uh, for tonight, uh, who's going to be Rick O'Brien from the Philadelphia Inquirer. I mean, Rick is a a guy that, uh, gosh, I just respect the heck out of. Uh, Got to meet Rick last year at the uh, uh, state championship games, and, uh, boy, he was... uh, just does a tremendous job there down in, in the Philadelphia area. Rick's my man. I'll tell you what. Um, when we started this, uh, when I when I took over Pennsylvania Football News this summer, um, it was a last-minute thing, uh, and Rick was crucial in helping us with the District 12 information on the website. Uh, he was very important to uh, helping us set up the District 12 schedules and, and, and you know, every week he'll, he'll get a hold of me and he'll let me know, hey, we got this one wrong, we have to fix this schedule. So Rick, Rick's a great guy. And, you know, I really enjoy my time. Whenever we go down to Hershey, Rick's always there. And, you know, he's just a stand-up guy and he's a, he's a great, great guy. And I really enjoy talking to Rick. So hopefully we get him on the phone here soon. Yeah, I know that. And along with Rick, I think that, that – you know, PE Football News is getting a lot of support from uh, from a lot of the print media around the state. I know that uh, uh, I won't name any names, but I know that a lot of them uh, go to you directly there, Billy, when they've got a question and they need to get some, um, you know, records or data, or whatever like that. You're the go-to guy, aren't you? Yeah, well, we have we try to keep that up to uh, up to date on our website. Um, we're going to remodel it this after the season's over, but uh, you can go to westernpafootball.net, and we have all the records, uh, 300. Okay, uh, and I think on the phone we've got Rick O'Brien. Rick, you there? I'm here live, yes. You're here live? <laughs> well, fantastic, Rick. Thanks for joining us right now. All I have to say, you're uh, – uh, one of the ones that I look up to and have for, for some time in your coverage of high school sports, not only football, but, but everything down there in the Philadelphia area. And it was a real thrill for me to finally get to meet you for the first time there during the uh, state championships last year. Uh, your Ozone Inc. on uh, uh, Twitter there. Uh, why is uh, why'd you pick that Twitter name? Um, I'm going to have to give it credit to one of my editors, but O'Brien and O apostrophe, so the O zone, so it's the playoff for my last name, and then I and Q is for the Philadelphia Inquirer, so it's O zone, playoff O'Brien, O apostrophe, and then for the Inquirer, I and Q. Oh, that's, uh, that's good. That's uh, really interesting. But that's what it is, yes. Everybody has a story about their twiddle handle. I've never asked Daryl about why he has his Twitter handle that way. Maybe we'll yeah. make an entire show out of that yeah. sometime. But anyway, Rick, uh, we're finally starting to get some of uh, your teams down there in Philadelphia playing amongst themselves and uh, playing teams here in the state of PA. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about maybe some of the teams that uh, – uh, have exceeded expectations thus far, and maybe some that that haven't in this kind of preseason schedule. Um, yeah, I guess I guess the big story is that I don't know if too many have exceeded expectations, but uh, it's kind of been like the top six or seven, top six, seven, or maybe ten, but the rest you could just all bunch together and. You know, I do a top 25 for Southeastern PA, and the you know outside of uh, you know Archbishop Wood, even maybe two and two is my number nine team. <clears throat> Kamaligan is uh, five and zero; oh, they're my number ten team. But after that, it's uh, including Haverford High and struggling LaSalle right now, one and three. It's really a crapshoot as far as who's the best team. So it's really been the top dogs: number one St. Joe's Prep, number two Coatesville. Three Malvern Prep, uh, the two Downingtown, uh, Downingtowns, Downingtown East, Downingtown West, 
North Penn, Imhotep, and then Garnet Valley, I would say, are like the top eight teams. And the rest, while they have decent records, they're kind of, they haven't really played, no one has really stood out or really beaten anybody of uh, a high degree of difficulty. So I would say there aren't any real surprise teams down down here yet. Daryl Daniels got a question for you, Rick. Okay. Motep, how, how are they looking this year? I know they had the two losses, but, you know, those two, uh, I think they were two out-of-state teams. Um, but are they the same team? Because I know they got the quarterback over there that, that transferred in from, I think, North Penn. But uh, how are they looking this year? Uh, I'll be down there Saturday to see um, uh, see them play. You're going to check them play, check out them play John Bartram. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they're still, you know, like as you said, even though they played the – the tough competition, um, the with the two losses, I still don't think. Uh, you know, I think with what they lost from last year, they're not the the same team along the offensive line or uh, their explosiveness. I mean, they have Tyreek Tyreek Smith, of course, who's a great uh, uh, multi-purpose player. But overall, and you know, uh, and, and and their defense is good and all, but. I don't think they're the 4A team that they were last year, like that they'll cruise to the state final or or possibly win it. But, mm. I mean, I could be wrong if the 4A, it's competition. You guys would know that better yeah. uh, across the state is better. But, no, I don't think this team is as good as it was last year. They did bring in Steve DePaul. Mm. You're right. And, and he's a pretty good quarterback. And they have Tyke Smith, as I said. And yeah, they Yusef, do have some, How's Yusef looking this year? Yusef Terry. Yusef Terry is a very good wide right. out. Okay. Uh, we know he's headed to Baylor. He's mm-hmm. very good. Um, and uh, they were. Hey, Billy. Say that again? This is Billy, Rick. Billy, how are you? I'm good. Hey, the loss of Omar Spates, do you think that was a big difference for them? Yeah, I, th- I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think definitely he was like it was an anchor on that uh, one side of, side of the line for them. So that was a pretty big, even though it's just the one player, that's a huge loss for them that a team, um, you know, they kind of got hit a little bit uh, on defense in terms of graduation, that that was a, somebody that they were counting on. So, um I think that was a big hit losing Omar Space to North, you know, Northeast. And of course, he transferred to an Oregon Oregon school. But uh, yeah, I think that was a big hit for them. And then the uh, the burning question that everybody is trying to find out is uh, your thoughts on St. Joe Prep. St. Joe's Prep just two games under its belt, but um, it came from behind to beat both teams. Um, and the most recent was Our Lady of Good Counsel from Maryland, which was, you know, supposedly supposed to be very good, and they did it. So they have shown shown some resilience against two pretty good uh, teams. And then their their first game, they were, uh, you know, they trailed thirteen seven. Um, trying to think, was that the St. Peter's Prep game? I think they trailed, uh, or no, they beat St. Peter's. But their opener, they trailed thirteen seven. Um, and I'm trying to help me out, Billy. Can you, do you know who they, the name of the team they played in the opener? But they trailed 13-7 when Lightning hit. That's why they're only 2-0 and now. But uh, they, they they have a stacked lineup. Their only question mark is their defensive line. They've had, they had to replace their all of their defense. But they're so talented on offense. Just yeah. the, the two running backs, Mark Marquez, Marquez Mason and Colby Burrell, are back. And then they have at least like four wide outs that can catch the ball. And then everybody knows about this up-and-coming sophomore quarterback, uh, Kyle McCord, uh, who's already, uh, you know, drawing Division One interest and I think has, you know, a few uh, offers already. Um, so offensively, and they brought back most of their line, so offensively they could be right there with that high-powered Coatesville should those two meet in the – state final it's defensively where they need to iron things out and they've given up you know 27 points or so in each game and now they have LaSalle coming up on Friday night at Widener University right. so we'll have to see how good LaSalle which is one and three and they finally got on winning track by beating Harvard school but yeah coach will I mean say, excuse me St. Joe's prep is loaded and they just have to figure things out a little bit on defense that's a question mark along their front line but other than that, they're very good at linebacker again, and the linebacking core is very good, and they're strong in the secondary, so they're fine there. And so they're only trying to find their way really on the 
defensive line. But, I mean, I think if the first two games from now on, including LaSalle, it's hard to see anybody beating them until they uh, – unless – Unless you've got a, um, you know, and now of course they're out and the, they go a, a different half of the bracket to try to make a, make it back to the state final. But they're very, uh, you know, they're they're top notch. One of their better teams, if not, you know, some people say maybe their best team. Did you have Liam Johnson in the back in the defense too? Uh, he just got an offer from Princeton, so they are loaded. They are. They they've got Miles Tallies there, and um, they've got Liam Johnson, Cooper Kim. And Jeremiah Trotter Jr., which we know is the son of uh, the former Eagles linebacker. So they're very good at the linebacker spot. Liam Johnson, Cooper Kim, uh, Jeremiah Talley, and uh, Miles Talley, who played. Uh, so the, the all those guys got experience last year. Uh, Trotter played was as a freshman, but didn't didn't actually start. But he would come in a lot. So they're very. That's where they're really solid in the linebacking spot. Uh, in addition to their offense. Yeah, that's a whole new, uh, obviously the, the playoff scenarios and how they've changed up really requires, a, you know, a little bit different evaluation of, you know, teams that are going to meet in the state semifinals this year. I know that that's uh, been very interesting for us guys here in District 3 now. We're having to keep track of all the guys in District 1 a lot closer now. That's not so bad because it's only 45 minutes away, but my gosh, uh, the, the, the teams that you've got to keep track of there, uh, Rick, I mean, that's, uh, you know, kind of crazy. Yeah, that will be a new uh, experience, and that's when I'll lean on Billy and others, uh, Billy Splain and others, when it comes time, if they have to play District 7 or whoever else from that neck of the woods, um, you know, so that that will be a different thing. But, I mean, I, I don't know. You guys seen it. I mean, I see Coatesville, St. Joe's Prep, um final come December what 9th or whatever in, in Hershey unless you tell me that there are some contenders you know in District 7 which I'm sure there could be uh, I'm sure there's some very good teams but um, I, I see those two teams like on a, uh, a collision course to, to play in the final that is St. Joe's Prep and Coatesville I'm talking about yeah, it's pretty uh, – I got to see Coatesville against uh, Harrisburg the first week. I mean, uh, I know that Daryl has got a lot of uh, connections down in the Coatesville area. It is pretty difficult for me to see, you know, that they're not on a collision course for a state championship game. Gary, right. what do you think? Uh, I mean, you have Harrisburg still out there. Again, they could possibly meet again. Uh, uh, Man Township, we can't overlook them. We can't overlook uh, Central Dolphin. Um can't overlook Wilson, you know, because, again, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And uh, 6A, they, they have more teams in the playoffs. So um, you, you never can count anybody out. But the way they're playing now, uh, the way they're built up, they're very deep. Uh, like I talked about week one on defense, they're, they, they're, they have starters that have been there two or three years. So um, they're going to be able to do a lot of different things on defense. Um, they're very well coached. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I, you know, and if they do get to that game, they got to think about what happened this past year. They were up 28 to 10 on St. Joe's and they had a game and just the next thing you know, it's 53, 49. So yeah. um, that's a game they, they would like to have back. But again, you can't, they can't look past Downtown West. They look, can't look past Downtown East because both of those, those are, those are historic programs too. And I think East also has a state championship. You know, I know it was a, a while ago, but can't overlook those programs. So they got to go week by week. The same thing St. Joe's. It goes so far back that it's Downingtown in 1995. But yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before the split, but uh, yeah, no, those two teams are looking very good. And Downingtown West, which was supposed to be a year away, is five and zero. Oh, and and you know, keep an eye on them that they actually maybe might get the better of Downingtown East or could contend with Coatesville because they have a very good uh, quarterback, yeah. like a Division One prospect in Will Howard, who's yeah. thrown for what, close yeah. to 1,200 yards. They've got Tyreek Lewis, which is a junior running back that's looking very good, and they've got uh, some uh, uh, strong offensive line that's like junior laden, but so they're supposed to be a year away, but right now the way they're playing and they handled Neshaminy easily mm-hmm. at home on a Saturday night earlier, I guess in week two or three, so Downingtown West is, is a team to definitely keep an eye on. You know, East has gotten the better of them uh, in in recent history. But, I mean, that's going to be a great matchup. But then 
so too is as uh, um, you mentioned. You know, now that we're getting into league play, that's what it's not this week, but I think next week. I mean, that's all those games should mm-hmm. be that's good. Right. Yeah. I mean, Coates will be, will be favored, granted, but Coatesville versus Downingtown East, Coatesville versus Downingtown West, and then and then um, West plays East, of course, in the Battle of the Brandywine. So we are, as you mentioned at the top of the top of the segment that we're getting to the the nitty gritty now on the league season down here is really all starting beginning with the Catholic League Red you know we've had the Central League and the Catholic League Blue and the Pioneer Conference already begin and of course the Suburban one has begun but uh, yeah now it's it's time for the nitty gritty for everybody I think pretty much yeah down here well, Rick, it's been an absolute pleasure having you uh, this evening. Uh, hopefully, as we get into the playoffs, we can uh, get with you a little bit more to see how the playoff schedule is going to you know, shake out in, in your view. Uh, and um, like I said, uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this is a real honor for us, and we appreciate you being here tonight on Fresh Set of Downs. Thanks a lot. And we Thanks were, a lot. I, I got to thank you, too, Rick. You know, I thanked you earlier when we were on the air. Um, you were very instrumental in helping me put PA football news together this summer, uh, helping me out with District 12. So I just want to thank you, too, Rick. Uh, you do a great job down there, and I appreciate everything you do for our website. Thanks a lot. You guys do a good job as well, and I enjoy uh reading uh or you know visiting and seeing your website and uh good luck with the show and thanks for having me on thanks mike all right take care guys take care all right all right very interesting you know what rick was talking about there maybe that you know unheralded team down in uh you know district one of downingtown west i was fortunate enough to see those guys week one against perkyoman valley and he was absolutely right on they're very talented group of players maybe they thought that they were you know one year away but um, they sure uh, have shown themselves to be worthy of taking on a Downingtown East and taking on a Coatesville there to to see you know, for a district championship down there. It's going to be a real dogfight, not only there, but obviously what he talked about on how St. Joe's now has basically got to go through the WPIAL, right. uh, you know, to get to Hershey as well. So um, uh, what's your take on that, that whole new dynamic in the playoff structure, Billy? Well, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, um, I, I can't believe they actually pushed that through. I mean, I, I personally, I'm a big fan of, I, I'd like to see them re, remodel the entire playoff structure. And let's go with sections. Let's, you know, let's not try and go with this East-West thing. They kind of did it with 6A, but they, they blew it way out of proportion. Instead of Philadelphia, out to play a Pittsburgh school. Yeah. You know, We're going to find a neutral I, site there. I mean, that's crazy. It'll be a neutral site. It'll be somewhere in the center, but it's it's still crazy. I, I You know, it, it's kind of weird, but uh, it is what it is. And, and I understand, look, you know, the PIAA has a tough job. Um, the demographics are so difficult. We've talked about this, I think, in week one or week two, uh, how there's only like six or not. I think I have 12, 6, 8 teams out in the West. So it's really difficult to actually have a true playoff, you know, in the West. So I think they need to take a look at that and, and, and merge some of these other leagues together. Uh, I think the natural fit for me is to put District 3 with District 6 and, and 10 and 9 and uh, bring that together in 6 and 5A because it, it's just where it's got to be. It wasn't, and it's a natural fit. It wasn't long ago that it was that way. So uh, yeah. I don't know why they changed, but uh, no, I, I totally agree. It's, it, but again, the PIAA just—it's it, tough. It, yep. it really is tough. Don't you agree, Daryl? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, it's hard to do. So, all right. Well, um, you got a new set of rankings out here for um, for PA football news, Billy. Why don't you? Uh, uh, I don't know if uh, Joe's got the graphic up there for us, but uh, why don't you start with uh, with the six A? Well, 6A really didn't change much, did it? That's why I figured start with that and go through it rather <laughs> quickly there. I mean, everybody wants to. That makes it easy. Uh, you know, we got Coach Bill and St. Joe's at the top, Pine Richland, State College. You know, down the road, this is all going to change, though. This is going to change. Uh, it could change this week. North Allegheny has a big game. So uh, you never know. Uh, they play, uh, I think, uh, Peter, or I forget who they play, but they do have a big game this weekend. I'm sure they do. 5A. 
Five A got kind of mixed up a little bit there. Uh, you know, uh, Archbishop wouldn't get to move. You know, they moved up a spot. Franklin Regional moved up a spot, and uh, you know, we lost a big one in Five A. Pulling Warwick and Palmyra. Uh, Right at the top, Gateway, Penn Hills, Mannheim Central, and Springfield. They're just rolling. So not yeah. much of a change there. but uh, Not much of a change, but, uh, you know, quite honestly, it's really good to see Palmyra. Um, yeah. You know, a team that, uh, you know, I mean, from District 3 here, that, that really is always consistently at the top of the power rankings. And, uh, you know, all they do is win games. Right. I mean, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they uh, – Perform down the road. Warwick, uh, I think this is their second uh, entry into it there. Their only loss was to, uh, you know, Mannheim Central. But uh, like you said, Billy, a lot of this is all going to change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right now I think there's 62 undefeated teams. And uh, our website covers uh, five games between undefeated teams. So we know there's going to be at least five, five fewer undefeated teams. Wow. And in, uh, gosh, in 4A, well, is is there anything more to talk about other than, uh, you know, Berwick and Valley View 1-2? Yeah. You've got <laughs> Clearfield playing Belfont at 3-7. and seven. Wow. So, <laughs> pretty and we've got those games covered. Uh, we've got a crew going to, Bel- to the Belfont game, and uh, myself, I'll be covering the Berwick and Valley View game, so... Uh, those are two huge games. Big shakeup in 4A, though. Uh, with Burke Catholic, we didn't punish them too much. Uh, they lost to Malvern Prep. I mean, most teams are going to lose to Malvern Prep. Well, wouldn't you love to see those teams come into the PIAA, Daryl? Yeah, I, that would be interesting. Um, uh, I, I thought maybe this would be the year, but I guess they're probably still a little bit away from, from that making that happen. Yeah, that would be cool. How about Middle and Hershey there, gentlemen? Hey, you know what? I, I, I saw something in that team during the Mid-Pen Media Day. Um, they've got some size. Uh, they can sure put some points on the board. And uh, not to confuse things anything, but, uh, hey, we're going to have them on our Friday Night Live Thursday edition, uh, you know, next week. So uh, just keep, uh, you know, an eye on the Twitter for that, for that announcement. Yeah, and I'll be joining the broadcast that week, gentlemen. Amazing. I'm about that. <laughs> and I think Mill and Hershey, don't they play Bish McDevitt down the road? They do. Uh, they, uh, they do. Yeah, I think that was one of the last games of the year. That's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. Yeah. And your, your My game next week with Middletown is going to be interesting, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is really going to be a slugfest. And then uh, on 3A, you know, obviously you've had uh, glowing uh, accolades there for Aliquippa. Um, and uh, obviously they're number one. Yeah, but uh, boy, look out for uh, North Google. Yes. Right? They got a football game coming up this weekend, too. Yeah. And uh, they're Jim Thorpe, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Our own Brian Tashinsky has the call for that game. That's going to be a whale of a game. Do you know Jim Thorpe is the only team in the state that has not given up a point to date? Oh, wow. They've not given up a point? Not one point to date. That is crazy. That is amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And five shots. Um, that, that's quite an accomplishment. But uh, yeah, there was a big shakeup in, in 3A also. You know, we, we uh, Sharon, you know, every year I think they're going to do good. And uh, boy, they just, you know, they just can't seem to get it put together. Uh, Bald Eagle, North Google, they all move up. Uh, North Google is a good team, and they are playing some good football. So uh, when they meet up with Jim Thorpe, boy, that's going to be that's going to be a, a Downey Brook. Yeah. Grove City, Grove City looks really good, guys. Uh, they've got a wideout. Uh, he's uh, Steve Lutz. He is the uh, son of Coach Sean Lutz uh, up at uh, Slippery Rock. And that kid can go up and get the ball. He's a great receiver. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. I can move on to a Southern Columbia with their 500. They're, they're, they're heading to 501. Wilmington rolling along. Shadyside. Shadyside is a very, very good, good team. And I was just uh, – apparently our scoring stats are wrong. Midwest did score a touchdown. So wow. there are no – 
there are no uh, scoreless teams, so we'll have to correct that in our database. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I think it's about time we uh, maybe start looking ahead at some of the big games coming up uh, this week. And, uh, gosh, for you, Billy, there's nothing bigger than uh, I guess you're going home to watch Berwick and Valley View fight it out. Yeah, that's my alma mater, Berwick. Uh, the year I graduated was the first team that was undefeated for George Curry. Um, the Bulldogs are back. They're playing good football, but you cannot discount Valley View. That is a team that is a team team. They, they don't have any individuals that do anything special. They just have a team that wins, and they're strong. Their running game is very strong. Um, their defense, very good against the pass. So I'm looking forward to going to Bro and covering that game. Well, That's going to be a great game. Number one versus number two. Wow. Well, a, a feature game that always we have down here in District 3, and Joe's familiar with this. We touched on this a little earlier, but uh, Mannheim Township, who's in our top ten, uh, hosting Wilson. Um, this has determined the Lancaster Lebanon League Section 1 title for, I don't know how many years in a row, right. the winner of this game. What, what do you, what, what's your uh, take on that one, Joe? Well, the biggest thing for Wilson right now is are they going to be healthy? They get to go up against this township team that I'll continue to say it. I felt like they were going to be incredibly strong this year, but they're even better than I anticipated. So will the Bulldogs have some of their players back? For certain, Nick Johnson's not going to be returning. You know, their two-way starter, linebacker, tight end. Uh, they'll also most likely be out without Avanti Lockhart, uh, who is a linebacker, running back, and their punter. Uh, How long is he going to be out? Uh, at least this week. Quite possibly next week against Henfield during the Gridiron Classic. I think he's keying in on Warwick the following week to return from that. Johnson likely out until playoffs if Wilson would make it there. So it's going to be a slightly depleted Bulldog team traveling again, like we mentioned earlier, to Neffsville for the third time in 11 months, uh, playing a team that, that beat them twice last year. And actually I saw via Mike Drago of the Red and Eagle that in uh, modern Wilson history, which he says is when uh, John Gursky came in 64, only two teams have ever beaten Wilson twice in a year. First team to do it was Mifflin in 2006, and the second was Manheim Township last year. Wow. So, it, you know, it's going to be a great game. Uh, Manheim Township at home, though, it's tough to pick against them, and they are, are, are hitting on all cylinders right now. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to be and another another uh, feature game from a District 3. Um, Daryl Central Dolphin hosting Harrisburg. I mean, uh, you know, we saw CD, and Harrisburg, quite honestly, is probably the, the quietest, uh, really good team you know, in the state right now because they, they took a, a, a little bit of a licking from uh, from uh, Coatesville, but boy, they've sure looked tough right. ever since then. Right. I think Everson now, um, I think going in, coming out of training camp, uh, he had a ham hamstring issue, uh, was banged up a little bit, but he's, uh, he told me the other day, he's, he's feeling like he's in great shape. Uh, each week that goes by, he feels better and better. Um, he, he's relying on his guys to make plays. Uh, so he, he's dropping back, hitting guys when they're open, and when they're not, he's taking off running. So uh, Central Dolphin, they're a solid team. If um, Harrisburg can kind of do what Manhattan Township did, I think they will have the upper hand, but it's going to be a tough physical game. Um, it's not going to be easy to run against Central Dolphin. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this game uh, if Central Dolphin can contain uh, Everson. Uh, but if not, he's going to run wild. I mean, he's been averaging almost 400-something yards yeah, a game, offense, crazy. total offense. So Amazing. it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, Bruce, you said they were quiet. Well, yeah, Kane Everson isn't very quiet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's an explosion every week. Yeah, and uh, out, out west, Billy, I mean, usually every year one of the highlights in the WPIAL is Pine Richland and Pittsburgh Central Catholic. What are your thoughts on that one? My thoughts on that one are I just don't I don't think Central Catholic is as strong as they usually are. I, I, you know, I, I, like, uh, I like Pine Richland in a, in a runaway. Wow. You know, I just I don't see the strength that – I thought we would see out of uh, Central Catholic. I mean, they, they, they're winning by the skin of their teeth every week. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be much of a game. And when we were talking about St. Joe's earlier, um, 
uh, with Rick, we got to remember they got to go through some tough teams like yep. State College is out here and, and Pine Richland out here. North Allegheny is killing it. I mean, they, they are hammering teams, yeah, and they're playing good. They're playing good football, so um, you know there's some good strong six eighteen out this way. Yeah, that's why I was asking about that whole new dynamic. I know that obviously for us District Three guys, we always had our eye on the WPIAL. I mean, always did, because we knew that that was the state semifinal. And for whatever reason, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's easy for us now in District 3 because we're just, I mean, we see all the District 1 stuff anyway because it's right here. But, wow, they just, uh, it's almost like another world for uh, really District 12 to have to go out and play the, the Western guys this year. That's why I asked the question. And, um Another a big game, obviously, you touched on it a little bit there, uh, Billy, but the Jim Thorpe and North Schuylkill, um, you know, Anthracite League, quote-unquote, it's now called the Schuylkill League, but that's going to be one heck of a battle. You touched on that. I mean, who do you like in that game, Billy? Uh, I don't like either one of them. <laughs> that's that's going to be a tough, tough, that's going to be a hard-nosed, cold-cracking, old-school-style football game, and that's the kind of football those two play. They just line up. I mean, if, according to, uh, I talked to Brian earlier today, who's going to be at that game. He, he, Of course, he's a referee, and he uh, did two games earlier this week on that field. And he wow. said it was a mud pit. So uh, <laughs> with the rain we got today, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be hard for me to ra- make a right turn on Route 93 and head up to Jim Torp um, instead of going to Berwick because that, that's going to be a good old-fashioned mud slogger game. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Who doesn't love that kind of football? Yeah, another one, I'll tell you what, there, another one here in, in District 3, I mean, just two teams that just don't like each other. Uh, Cocalico and Mannheim Central meet up. Uh, I mean, these guys, it's been for the Section 2 LL title for, I mean, uh, just like, you know, Mannheim Township and Wilson, uh, Cocalico and Mannheim Central going at it. Um, was fortunate enough to see Mannheim Central, you know, a little bit uh, earlier this year against Wilson. Cocalico, you know, they took it on the chin for the first time last week against Mannheim Township. So, uh, you know, I think both teams have a lot to prove, Daryl. What do you think about that game? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're familiar with both teams. Yeah, they're going to be very, very, very tough um, with that veer. But uh, if you look a little bit in that game, uh, Cocalico is throwing some wrinkles in. They're throwing the ball a little bit more than they normally do. So uh, that, that's going to be a tough game. I was at the game when um, Man Central played Elizabethtown. You know, I thought that would be a little bit more, uh, a little bit closer game. But uh, Man Central looked good. Uh, they were solid. You know, again, Two good, well-coached programs, and that game's up in Denver. So, you know, uh, it's going to be a great game. Um, I think Mavs Central will be prepared. Calico will be prepared, and I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be a, a tough one. And down in District 1, Springfield Delco playing uh, Garnet Valley. I mean, wow. You know, like Billy was talking about, there's a lot. There's We're going to have a, a lot of undefeated uh, teams kind of fall by the wayside uh, beginning this week. That's going to be a, a real uh, interesting game. Um, I'm not really sure who's going to be favored in, in that one. I think that that's a, a total toss-up, Billy. What do you think? I like Delco in this one. Uh, they've got some good athletes, and they got this. I, I think they have some size up on the line too. Uh, I got to know their team. Uh, I met a whole bunch of them at the uh, Lawrence First and Gold Camp this year, and uh, they're big fans of our websites. And uh, uh, I really like, like the spirit that they. I watched a little bit of film on them uh, the other day, actually, and uh, I try to watch film of every team we rank. And uh, I do like their athleticism at Delco, and uh, I can't believe I have them in my countdown, in our countdown. But you know, they're playing good football. Yeah, that's fantastic. And right, and I think we got to be careful too. What Coastville um, knows with Garnet Valley out there, Springfield Delco, and North Penn—that's the team we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> North Penn historically has been a giant in District One. Yeah. So, um, you know, or a giant killer. Yeah, oh yeah, or a giant killer. I mean, so. Uh, I, I mean, Coastville knows, they, again, they got to get past West, they got to get past East, and when they get into that District 1 playoff, uh, I mean, you got, I, I mean, that's a gauntlet. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a gauntlet out there. So, North Penn, um, they were down last year, and believe me, with that, that coaching staff they have, they have out there, they, that's unacceptable out there. And if you get, if they get a home game 
or they somehow they're playing a district one championship on their field, that will be tough to beat. I, I don't. I think it's something ridiculous. Twenty three straight wins, and on that field or something. Uh, so um, we got to keep an eye out there, especially in District One. It's, it's going to be very tough when we get to the playoffs. Right. York High has a big uh, conference uh, matchup uh, with Dallas Town this week uh, too. I think that that's going to be uh, say a lot to, uh, or have a lot to say with who's coming out of York Adams and who, quite honestly, could be a, a favorite for the for the District Three, uh, you know, five A title. But, right. And you got those two monster running backs for both teams. So um, I think Dejour Stewart has an opportunity. We were talking about breaking records, Billy, earlier. I think Dejour, um, he might have a chance to get the, the all-time record in York. Uh, I was looking at it a couple weeks ago. Um, he's on pace to break that. I mean, destroyed it. I think he's already at 23 touchdowns at five games. Uh, and almost, uh, I think he's close to 2,000 yards, like 1,700 or something. It's a bad, it's, so. Yeah, pinball numbers. Yeah, and then they have a running back over at Dallastown that's unbelievable, too. Right. So uh, it's going to be a very, 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 very good game. And it'd be interesting to see uh, what running back takes over the game. Yeah. Talking about 2,000 yards, we are we we haven't played week six yet, <laughs> right? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, but if you and the thing is, uh, he's with Dejo, He's running through tackles. He's running through guys. I mean, he's just making guys miss. So it's not like you know they just open it up and just letting him run without a touch. They, I mean, he's fighting for yards, and right. I mean, so. Um, a great running back. Um, the running back at Dallastown is unbelievable, also. So I think it's going to be a very good game. Well, yeah, me too. Black uh, well, West. Uh, let's go out West, Bruce. Uh, Blackhawk and South Bay. That's yeah. going to go a long way in, determine, in determining that classification out there because uh, uh, Blackhawks playing some really, really inspired and good football. And South South Bay, of course, they're always uh, they're always a big favorite. Uh, our AJ Whitfield, he's he's covering that game. So. Um, We've got some good games covered. Uh, how many games uh, are how many games are we cover? How many games are we covering this week, Billy? We are covering 50, 60? games this week. Sure. 49. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, we've got yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine battles of unbeatens covered. And we've got a great uh, live matchup. Uh, Friday Night Live this week will be uh, Conrad Weiser and Exeter. Uh, this is going to go a long way to determine the Burks uh, Section 1 title. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're looking forward to that. Myself, Carrie Moyer. Um, our friends at Alvernia University with all the great work that they do uh, in bringing these games. And, um, you know, quickly we'll announce, you know, what we've got the following week there, too. We don't like to confuse people or get too far ahead. But uh, don't forget to check us out on Friday Night Live. Going to have a great battle. Uh, Conrad Weiser is uh, one of the top uh, ranked uh, teams in 4A in District mm-hmm. 3. And Exeter, um, just right on the cusp, uh, you know, wanting to get into the playoff hunt. So uh, uh, that's about all I think all we've had for this week. I think the them getting the trivia going here in the background right. kind of signals the fact that uh, our time is done here tonight. Right. But, uh, Billy, uh, uh, a great job as always. I mean, uh, your insight not only on uh, the WPIAL, but uh, really across the state, I mean, uh, just uh, uh, fantastic. Uh, Daryl, uh, terrific job tonight. We had a lot of fun. Uh, and, of course, uh, the accolades to Mr. Mays over there for adding all the extra bells and whistles of video highlights during the uh, recaps. I mean, that's just too good, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Next week, next week, I'm going to get some uh, guys to point out from Daryl, and when he brings them up, we're throwing Dejo Stewart highlights in there. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to get that. Right. That's it. That's it. Right. That's it. Like, before you go, let's give a quick shout-out to some of the smaller districts. Uh, District 5, we have 5-0 Muncie, or District 4, 5-0 Muncie and 5-0 Canton are playing, so we can't forget the smaller districts like District 4. And down in District 5, the two of our ranked teams, uh, Connemal Valley and Shade, Phil, Phil Myers is covering those games, so uh, we've Got some monster games, Phil, and uh, it, I can't thank you enough. You do a great job on this show, Bruce, and uh, you know you're, you're handing out the accolades, and uh, I'm going to hand one out to you. Uh, you've got the personality to make something like this happen, buddy. Uh, you do a great job every week. Yep. Well, we just have fun. I mean, uh, like uh, like we do. Uh, 
the um, the games. We just do it as uh, as a fan and uh, just try and uh, inform the fans on what we think they need to know going into this week of high school football. So for everybody here at Fresh Set of Downs, I mean, the cast just keeps growing, but um, we appreciate everybody checking in. And don't forget, uh, Joe, we got we got to do this on a podcast too this week? or Yeah, yeah, I do. I put up the uh, audio after I strip it down, try to clean it up a little bit. I do put it up on, uh, we have a, a site on anchor.fm slash freshetta downs. There's a link on pafootballnews.com. And uh, you can search it on your favorite podcatcher, like Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Basically, anywhere you can get the audio, we're on there. So check it out. Yeah, and I think Billy is uh, archiving the, you know, the video uh, on YouTube as well. So, gosh, we're all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, hey, Billy, thanks for everything. Um, until next week, this is Bruce Badgley for Fresh Set of Downs. See you next week. The clock has run out on this episode of PAFootballNews.com's Fresh Set of Downs. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PAFootballNews, at Batchley Bruce, at Double D Stokes 124, and at Coach Joe Mays. We'll return once again when those Friday night lights are ready to get switched back on.